Rando Banter, Larry and Duff, joined today by Bethany Miss. Hello, hello. Duff, would you have this house if it wasn't for this human being sitting here? No, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but uh, Bethany is the reason why we have this great house. We have great neighbors. And the crazy thing is we're actually recording this on the one-year anniversary of us closing on the house. Yep. I posted that on Facebook today and couldn't tag Joanna. Joanna. She took herself off. Yep. There's no more Joanna Duff on Facebook, and I'm very sad. So disappointing. It is. We should get her back on. I know. (laughs) She's very anti-Facebook. She She doesn't. It doesn't bring joy to her life, so she got rid of it, and that's why I'm. What the hell? She got you still? That's no. That's why my bags are packed. (laughs) (laughs) One day he's gonna be down at our house. Can I come in? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. You guys live how far from here? You guys uh, probably 150 yards, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Right around the corner. And he's, you know, your husband's like the neighborhood handyman. Well, he how do you feel on. about that? He is not the neighborhood handyman. He takes care of all the old ladies in the neighborhood. So well, uh, he's helped me too. Happened, <laughs> yeah, apparently, I'm an old lady. <laughs> oh yeah, and Matt. <laughs> but it, but it's not it's not for lack of trying on my part. It's just Joanna sees me struggling. She's like, let's call Andy. I'm like. And I we, we told the story about you guys coming over during a dinner. You interrupted a dinner to help me hang our TV. So that's Andy. He'll help yep. anybody with anything. <clears throat> so how long have you been a real estate agent? I got my license. We moved here in 2015, and well, I think we closed in August. And I got my license right before Thanksgiving that same year. Nice. Yep. How do you uh, how do you like it? Oh, I love it. It been is 15. That's eight years. Jesus. Seven years. Seven years, okay. Yeah, seven years, and I love it. It keeps me on my toes. It was very interesting because I moved here not knowing anybody, and I decided to start this whole career where you really need to know a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, to actually make money. So it really brought me... Honestly, I'm a completely different person. I was very, very introverted up north. I was very happy to be a hermit and stay at home. And now I'm the complete opposite. And because I I had to go out, Mm -hmm. I had to go out and I had to start networking and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So, and now Andy's always like, can we just stay home? I'm like, no, we're going to go have fun. (laughs) Let's go meet people. (laughs) Let's go. I will say that I think our, the sellers said that. They said, hey, listen, we knew Bethany from the neighborhood. I don't think they knew you from meeting you, but they knew you from your whatever you're putting in mailboxes and get your name out there. And, uh, oh, yeah. We knew you guys were serious. And I think that was the only reason why we got this house, because I think we were up against six or eight other offers. They did say that and, that uh, definitely helped. But I had been far. Well, OK, in real estate, I'll try not to use real estate terms, but farming means I have been sending something consistently to the hundred houses on yep. circle. Oops, in case anybody wants to know where we live, um, <laughs> I can edit that. <laughs> no big deal. Everybody knows where I live. Yeah. Um, but I've been hitting these houses for seven years, mm. so I am very consistent about that. They know my name here, and I am now on the HOA social committee. So now they're nice. never getting away from oh, me, yeah. and I'm planning all kinds of fun stuff this year. Nice, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, we've had actually had food trucks, which was awesome. I mean, that that was the thing. I think that it really drew us to the neighborhood. We only put one other offer in on a different house or a different neighborhood, but um, the, what, when we first met you guys over a year and a half, two years ago, you guys would invite us up here for your, you, like you had food trucks in the neighborhood, and mm-hmm. just it just seemed like such a great place to be, and so yep. that, that definitely drew us too here. So I brought those food trucks in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. 
I'm going to be mayor of the neighborhood. That's I'm that's, shooting that's for it. <laughs> but not on the board because I'm starting to learn how much people hate the HOA board. Oh, yeah. Don't uh, do that. Oh, my do God. It. I but you can like, be the mayor of the committee, and, and then you have the town drunk as your husband. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the hot, joking, actually, Andy. They call him the hot dog guy. So oh, yes, that's right. Last, not to 2022, 2021. Andy looks at me right before Halloween, and says, "I'm going to give out hot dog and hamburgers and um, beers for Halloween for the adults." And I said, "That's aggressive, but all right, let's oh, do cool. it." I like that. So we did that, and then after that, he goes, "I am not doing hamburgers again. That was a giant pain in the ass." So <laughs> this year, we did just hot dogs yeah. and beers and seltzers, and I had a bunch of koozies made, and we gave them out. And so many people yeah, said, it was great. Yeah. "Oh yeah, we changed our whole route so we could come by here." Yeah, come to your house. And it and it. It was also a testament to my farming because a lot of people looked at my koozies and said, oh, yeah, I know your name. I get your mail. So I was like, oh, thank God it's working. <laughs> but, yeah. So you're an introvert when you move here before you get into real estate. Where did you live before? We lived in Massachusetts. Okay. So I've gotten around. I grew up in Illinois. Well, that didn't sound good, but also not far pull, off. Pull that drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you grew up in Illinois. I grew up in Illinois. I got offered a scholarship to go to a small business school in West Palm Beach. They said, they literally pulled me in. I had no aspirations to go to college whatsoever. I thought I was going to community college. They pulled me in and said, uh, do you want to go to college? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Mm, sure. I don't know. <laughs> and then he said, well, do you want to go to college in Florida? And I said, well, yeah, that would be great, but I can't afford it. And he said, well, do you want to go to college in Florida for free? And I said, uh, yeah. So that's what I did. And that's where I met Andy. And Name of the school? Uh, it was called Northwood University. Mm -hmm. It was based out of Michigan. We were a satellite school. And it was a shit show. I will be very honest. We <laughs> drank a lot. Sorry, Mom. She knows. And um, sound like Andy we either. partied a lot, and they babied the hell out of us. They I think it, they wanted that school to succeed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have the same degree as everybody else. Sure. But um, so we lived in that area for a while, and then we moved up to Massachusetts in 2006, where, where he was from. Because okay. we decided at that point we were going to, you know, get married. And so did Andy years. go to the same school? He did. Okay. Yeah. And so it's a satellite school of a school from Michigan that you said now they... Do they... The school in Michigan still exists, okay. but they sold our campus to Kaiser. So it's actually a lot nicer now. We went and visited <laughs> in 2017, and Kaiser has made it like this amazing, not just a business school, but they also have a very big like golf program and sports, and they have <laughs> cheerleading now and all these fun things that we did not do. Didn't have. No. You guys had the drinking team we, and the other yeah. drinking team. Yeah, we were both very good on the drinking team. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, in, co in college, I was on the dance team, which okay. I can't dance for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did have six years of cheerleading behind me, but I was not a very good... I, I could drunk dance, but I was not, like, a trained dancer. I mean, it was such a joke. It was okay. so bad, but I but I was on the dance team. So cheerleader in high school? I was. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about that. I was not very good. Okay. Um... I went to a, so I grew up in a part of town in that you would not call a good part of town. It was the ghetto. It was like a very, I was the minority. Let's put it that was way. Was this near like Chicago or where? No, where? we, um, I'm from Peoria. It's about oh. two and a half hours south of 
Chicago. It's central Illinois. But yeah, it's about two and a half hours south of Chicago. And okay. But the, what we had was a really, really good basketball team. So we won state four years in a row. And that was a ton of fun, like being yeah. on the cheerleading team for that and everything. And then, um, but our cheerleading team wasn't very good. We had a great <laughs> basketball team and then there was us. Gotcha. You know? But it was fun. I loved it. I always loved being part of the team and I was tiny. So I was, you know, uh, I, will, I will say a flyer with air quotes because I didn't go very high. <laughs> Did you take any bad spills being the flyer? No, not okay, really, which is saying a lot because, yeah. I mean, some of the girls on my team would drop your ass if they didn't uh, like you, and I've seen oh, them do oh it. Boy. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, oh, my God. So, no, I can't tell this story. It's really bad. <laughs> but uh, we... The, you can leave names out. There's... Uh, no. Statute of limitations. You're good. No, it doesn't make me sound very good, but uh, I got very okay. upset because half of the... We were, and this was on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> half of the... We were at, like, a some championship game <laughs> at the Civic Center... You know, it was kind of like Amelie, like that type of place. And um, it was on TV, and half of our team decided they weren't going to go out and do the cheer. So we, the rest of us went out, did it, pissed as hell, coming back, and I just took my pom-poms and threw them at this girl. So, which, and so everybody else starts throwing their pom-poms, and all of this is on TV. We go, we get pulled back, the the coach pulls us off to the side during like halftime or whatever. And so, this girl who did not like me at all and her mom was there and we were all like arguing and shit. And the girl said something. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And the girl's mom was like, did you just curse at me? And the girl's like, did you just curse at my mom? And starts coming after me. Like I almost got my ass beat. Like I'm five foot two. This girl was at least six foot. What TV I, was this on? At, well, I don't know. It was probably um, like, like w- a local thing. WGN. Or, or, yeah, yeah, WGN's big. Okay. It was a it was a local channel, and the, let's keep in mind this was back in like 1997. It was a long time ago, okay. but it was my dad just brought. I only thought about that because my dad just brought it up recently. He goes, "You guys were ridiculous." Yeah. Oh Could my, really those, do some damage with those pom poms. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, yeah, sure. they had a hard stick in the middle of them okay. that you had to hold. So you weren't a total introvert then. Six years of cheerleading. Yeah, I wouldn't say I guess I was more of a extra kind of on that line of extroverted introvert, but m- happier to stay at home and not talk to anybody, not go up and meet new people. You know, I'm happy with my own little crew. Sure. But sure. that's not me anymore. Now I know everybody. <laughs> I talk to everybody. <laughs> so you you head down, you go to school in West Palm Beach. Um, how did you like meet Andy? How did that happen? You're asking a lot of my memory. Keep in mind yeah. that we drank a lot back then. Believe me, I know. Um, it was the a- happiest day of your life. When was it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, we, so it was, a, like I said, it was a very small school. It was, it was tiny. And I, he had friends that came down before he did. So I knew one of his friends. And then when his whole group came down to go to school, one of my roommates, one of my friends started dating one of his friends. Okay. So it was kind of like, I feel like I've always known him be, just because we were, we all knew all the same people and we hung, hung out. And then when he got kicked off of campus, they had their own house. So for all of us, we would go out and then after party, we'd be like, okay, let's go to the Boston Boys house. And that's what we did because they had, they were always up. I mean, you could show up any time of night <laughs> and there was somebody there to play beer pong with. Uh-huh. And, um, cause they had this awesome pool table and then one of, then they made this cover 
oh, that went over it where they painted the Celtic sky on it. I don't know if he has yeah. a name. Um, Lucky. Lucky? Is that it? The Celtic I never, sky? I never knew that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Lucky was painted on it. I mean, it was really, really nice. <laughs> and we would play beer pong till the sun came up there okay. before we'd go home. So. so Andy's getting kicked out of a lot of places. I didn't know he got, <laughs> Can you tell that yeah, story? Which one? In St. Getting kicked off a campus. Yeah. No, we told, the, we told the St. Augustine one the, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, recently. But the, the camp, are you kicked out of the campus? What? Did he call somebody an angry little elf there, too? No, I think he called somebody a dwarf. Ver- nope, I can't even say what he said. Oh, it no. was. A, I'm pretty sure it was because it was a very, very bad name. They were bad. Like, these guys, him and his friends, they were just, I, honestly, I don't really know. Um, I didn't really even know him when he lived on campus that much. I had my own friends, but it, we got to know them more when they moved off campus. But if he, okay. the way he tells it, I cannot retell that story now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not going to well, do that. Say he was kicked off campus. <laughs> he was kicked off. It was <laughs> the whole group of them. Deserved, they were all kicked deservedly. off. <laughs> yeah. So your roommate's dating his friend. You meet him. No, like, first date stories? No. What you? How, how did... We didn't really date Larry. It just went right um, into married. <laughs> we were we were friends for a while, but more like you know after party friends. And he was kind of sweating <laughs> me, and I totally wasn't into it. I think at this at that time, like I was dating somebody else, he was dating somebody else. Um, we both kind of did our own thing for a long time, and then he really started hitting on me. And there was one night we were did at a bar. Any, did he have any good pickup lines? <laughs> No, uh, not that I remember. I have a terrible memory, so this is probably going to be a shitty broadcast because I'm not going to remember anything. Um, but there was this one time we were all at a bar and there was a bunch of us sitting there drinking and he was like, had his arm around the back of my chair and we were both drunk as shit and he's leaning back in his chair and I can't do it or I'm going to get too far away from the microphone, but he's leaning back in his chair and falls all the way over and instead of letting go, this fucker grabs the back of my chair and took me down with him. And I was like, fuck, dude. You're like, but I'm going to marry that guy. It sounds, it sounds like <laughs> marriage. She's going to take you down. Like- <laughs> yeah. Same bar, ultimately, is where we ended up. Like, I was that... I, I've always been very cautious. So no matter... Like, I got drunk as shit. But I never let myself get into situations where I couldn't get home safely. Okay. Um, Until he concussed you. I didn't let right. guys buy me drinks. I was like... Because that was the big GHB mm. time, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. The 90s in college, early 2000s. And... um I was very, very safe. And then one night we were all up there drinking and my friend's like, okay, you ready to go home? And I was like, I think I'm going to stay. And I stayed with Andy and that was just kind of the beginning of all of it. Oh, yeah. I wish it was that sweet of a story. It wasn't. There was a hot dog. To hot, he'll tell the story. It was just, there was a hot tub involved and <laughs> we were both still dating other people. Like it wasn't oh, as yeah. sweet as it sounds. Oh, yeah. but that sounds fun though after a couple months i was like huh this might go somewhere so we both ended up staying in florida nice testing the waters and 20 years later here we are and how did you end up back in massachusetts all of our friends why i don't know i'm so stupid it was my idea too (laughs) i'm just stupid he um so i got to be really good friends with all of his friends and my best friend um was from shrewsbury and she was living up in worcester at the time yeah was was her name joanna yeah (laughs) Or it, was, it was Joy, actually. Joy. It was close. Um, did you see if the, they all know each other? Oh, this is nuts. I did. I had yeah, that conversation. Knew her. No. No. She's, mm-hmm. a, I would probably say, a couple years younger than Joanna. Because she was about yeah. 
And Meg- Megan's my age, too, and she's from that same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys are younger, yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, not to make it a sad story, but I got pregnant in 2005. That's not a sad story. No, you it is a, a sad you story. You have a great daughter. That was awesome. It wasn't her. Congratulations. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, okay, so apparently Andy had already bought a ring and was planning on proposing. Well, then I get pregnant, but he was going to be sitting for the CFP exam, which is some financial bullshit. Yeah. Um, financial planner. Financial bullshit. Some bullshit that you do. CFBS. Some, some bullshit. He didn't pass. It didn't matter. Sort of. okay. So the day I was going to tell, I waited. I waited to tell him because I wanted him. I knew he had like studied his ass off yeah. for this test. I didn't want to stress him out. So I waited till he took the test. And so he comes home that night and I'm like, okay, I have something I have to tell you. And I tell him I'm pregnant. And, you know, we had been together almost, we had been together three years at this point. Right. So it wasn't like, oh my God, this is just, just happening. Um, and he just doesn't say anything, gets up, goes and grabs two beers, chugs them down, and then goes, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and then is that the response like, you were looking for? No, no, I, I was very nervous. I actually backed into a car that day. Like I was so nervous. So he um, disappeared. He's like, we had just gotten a puppy too. And he says, I'm going to go walk the dog. So he takes the dog outside, goes out unbeknownst to me. He calls my father and asks for permission to marry me. Which my parents already knew I was pregnant. I told everybody before I told him. He's, <laughs> he's not happy about this. So, so he goes outside, calls my dad, comes back in. He's wearing sweatpants. He walks into the living room wearing sweatpants and a blazer. And he gets down <laughs> on one knee. Did he put the blazer on? Yes, he oh, put the blazer on. He gets down on one knee. Nice. I don't know if that's his usual outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wears around the house, a blazer and sweatpants. Um, he gets up out down on one knee, asks me to marry him, and I was just like... What? No, you're only asking me because I'm pregnant. And he was like, hey, dumbass, I had the ring already. You ruined my proposal. (laughs) You could have just played a great joke. You'd be like, it's not yours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He was very sensitive. Uh, He could take that now, but back then, (laughs) no, not at all. That would have been bad. So, you know, whatever. And then I actually ended up having a miscarriage a couple weeks later. So that baby did not happen, but still we started talking about it. Okay. You know, we are going to get married. We do want to eventually have babies. And if we moved up North, I was like, you know what? We have nobody down here anymore. All of our friends are back up North. His parents were retiring so they could help us out. And so that's how we ended up back in Massachusetts. Mm. And then I spent 10 years trying to come back (laughs) because I I could not handle it. I didn't know that story, I guess. um, So, yeah, that's why I was like, when you're like, it's a sad story. Like, (laughs) you have a daughter. It's my fault. I'm sorry. It's not something. I I mean, it was for the best, honestly, because, you know, that allowed us to, like, get our shit together and move up north and get Mm -hmm. married on our own time. And and then we had the baby we were supposed to have. Exactly. So it all worked out in the end. It did. So 10 years in Massachusetts, though. Was 10 awful. years. It was awful. I, mean, I, I worked... By choice. By choice. Yeah. No. We spent about the, almost the <laughs> same 10 years. Well, no, it wasn't 10 years. Probably seven or eight of the same 10 years trying to get out of Massachusetts as yeah. well. Yeah. So. It's very cold up there, and it doesn't yeah. stop. And it sucks. People, when we decided to move back down here, you know, everything kind of worked out where we could move to Tampa and... Everybody kept saying, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to leave? I'm like, I fucking hate it yeah. here. I hate I was miserable. I had, like, 
one close or one or two close friends around me. I barely ever saw my friend Joy because she lived in freaking Worcester and yeah. I had a baby and she Frick, didn't have a car. Freaking Worcester. Freaking Worcester. <laughs> Went up there twice. I was like, oh. And yeah, you guys were buying crack. You don't, you don't need to go. We there. lived down. So we were both working out of Boston. Well, I worked out of Boston for about five years and then I started working in Newton, mm. which was good and bad because I could drive. But I was sitting in. Should I have just let you? Yeah, good go microphones. In the, in the microphone. Yeah, um, yeah fucking fire away. <laughs> sorry, it's the seltzers, man. It's the bubbles. Carbonation. Um, then when I was working in Newton, I was on the road at the very least three hours a day. What did you do up there? Um, so I worked for Harvard Vanguard, which was a large healthcare facility in the Boston area. We had about 22 offices. Um, ended up changing names to Atreus Health, and now I think recently it just got bought out by Optum. But uh, I don't know. I don't stay in touch with any with that. Um, <laughs> but I worked at when I was in Boston. I worked in administration for the Kenmore practice, which was right down there by Fenway. Okay, which yeah. was cool. It was yeah. super cool being down yeah. there, except when there were day games, and then I wanted to mm. shoot myself. Just can't get near work. Yeah. Oh my god! No, they always ended. I got off of work at five o'clock, and they always ended at like four fifty. Oh, so I was trying yeah, to go home. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm just worked a full fucking day, and I'm getting shoved onto <laughs> drunk to assholes coming out of Fenway. the Fenway station, getting on the green line, and just getting pushed in by all these uh, drunk fuckers. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, drunk, just sweaty. let us go home. I worked <laughs> yeah. all day. You had fun. Let me go. Yeah. It was awful. But then um, when I moved out to Newton, I started working for their organizational development and learning department. And yeah. I was a specialty coordinator, but I facilitated new employee orientation. That was kind of my program that I ran. So everybody, I knew everybody because every new employee had to come through me. Sounds like a lot of public speaking. It was a lot of public speaking, yeah. which so you were, yeah, you you were saying very, introvert, but <laughs> yeah, you were a very outgoing person who didn't want to be an outgoing person. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I was actually... Uh, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> That's fun. I, you know, it was fun, and I did it. I was so hungover so many times. <laughs> Sunday fun day, and there was, like, mornings when I'm driving in. At, like, I'd have to get up at 4.50 and Ooh. drive into work. Yeah, because I had to be there to get right. it all ready, and it started at, like, 7.30. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Um, and I'd just be like, please don't puke do you think? Yeah, do you think anybody knew out of curiosity? I don't think so, because, honestly, I was my best self when I was hung over okay. in front of people. I was focused. I was on. <laughs> and I was there. And I would tell people, like, listen, if you guys don't, like, give it back to me, like, I'm going to sit up here, I'm going to ask questions, and if you just sit there and stare at me, I make stupid jokes when I'm uncomfortable, and y'all are going to have to sit through this. So, you know. Lots of questions came. So many. I, uh, yeah, because it's it's really hard. I don't know if you guys have done a lot of public speaking, but if you're sitting in front of a room who is just looking at you with glazed eyes yeah. and are not engaging at all, it is nerve wracking. Yeah. It's every podcast with this guy. Uh, he just okay. he just, <laughs> just kidding. no. He stares lovingly into I, your eyes. Totally yeah, lovingly, <laughs> lovingly. I don't know if that's the right like, word. Oh, Larry, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so she's made it uncomfortable now. No. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Up in Massachusetts, you guys do go to Fenway or Patriots games or Celtics games or any of that fun stuff? Never went to a Patriots game. What? I know. It's Ever? crazy. We lived in Middleborough. I actually went to Foxborough to go shopping all the time, but we never went to the games because they had the Trader Joe's there mm -hmm. near Foxborough Stadium and like some other shopping things. Foxborough yeah, Stadium. You think of the Fox, is that, is that it. what it's called? It. It's not. What it's is it? Gillette? It's Gillette for like 25 yeah. years. But no, we actually, we've talked about it before. You stick with the same. It's the garden. It's the... Yeah. Uh, you know, I just exactly. don't know. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's in Foxborough. Fox it works. <laughs> um, but we did. We used to go to the Red Sox games quite often because until they won, it was still pretty cheap, you know? Yep, and I mean, we could park for free where I worked. Right. So we went to a few. Um, never took Emily. Wish we had. Um, but we did take her out to a Paw Sox game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is not the Paw Sox anymore? Yeah. Oh, he gets so <laughs> angry about, about that. that. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. The Woo Sox, really? Um, nobody actually it. refers to Worcester. Well, some people do. It's but nobody really referred to Worcester as Woo. You we know what? There. You know what's crazy? Like I, I never did either. But when I met Joanna and I uh, got her phone number, I put it in my phone. She was Joanna Woo Town. Really? And I have no idea why I did that. She's not even from. Oh, sorry. That's She's true. not even from Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's bizarro. But I'm not, I'm not good with names. So, okay. <laughs> so I just called her Wu Town for a while. <laughs> I guess. When you lived up there, too, though, that was like when the Patriots were winning. So it's impossible to go to those games. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, Andy and I, that's a good story. Not a good story, but a good point. But when we first got together, Probably one of the first days we really like dated, not dated, but whatever it was, was with <laughs> that game. We were over at their house for the Patriots game, which I gave no shits about, honestly. But it was the game that Tom Brady came in and started oh, yeah. his career. It was the Jets. Yep. yep, yep. That was, Mo Tom, Lewis. Tom Brady's career was the start of our relationship, really. So. Right, uh, well, hopefully the, the end of his career is not the end. Because <laughs> yeah, that uh, is literally happening right now. <laughs> that is a good point. He's retiring, so am I. Sorry, Andy. You're out. Funny, too, the Red, you know, Boston sports tie, the Red Sox-Yankees brawl with A-Rod and Veritek. Yeah, the Red Sox came back and, and overtook New York and then went on in the playoffs and beat him and won the World Series. That was the start of Megan and I. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they funny. went to the game, yep. So the Red Sox... Mini, I guess, dynasty started. We started that. You guys had the long Patriots one. I mean, how many? How many years they won? Oh four, oh seven, oh four, oh seven, thirteen, and eighteen. Yeah, so that's a that's a pretty good run. Yeah, four. It's not and like 14. a Patriots run, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's not six and whatever that was, nineteen, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, all right, so yeah. I don't know much about sports. I'm no, gonna be yeah, honest and, with you. And actually, yeah, we get I get constructively criticized. Plenty by Joanna when we get into sports, so <laughs> especially baseball. Larry just experienced that. <laughs> so yeah, but Joanna actually knows about sports. Yeah, no, you're, well, baseball you're not wrong. at least. I yeah. am don't care. I just don't. I mean, during that whole time with the Red Sox, he re- I will always say I'm a Red Sox fan because he taught me all of that. We watched all of those games. Mm. You know, he was so into it, and when they won, he was so happy. And um, but after that, after like those guys left, and then like. Johnny Damon and some of the other guys went to the Yankees. It was just like, ow, yeah, no, f- I don't yeah. fucking like this. Yeah. That's so why baseball I don't care. sucks, though. I can't, I can't get into it. No. And once, like, what was it, Remy and um, the other guy, oh, Arcelo, Don, yeah. I, I, left. Like, they were funny. I could sit yeah. there and watch it oh. and list, just listen to them and not give a shit what's happening on the TV. Yeah. But now I'm just like, ugh. Like, I grew yeah. up listening to Harry Carey and wanting to kill myself. I was never. <laughs> I'm Harry Carey. It was just terrible. My great-grandmother was such a Cubs fan, and it was yeah. always on in my house, and I hated his voice. I hated it. It was always droning. You couldn't watch TV because that was back in the day. <laughs> We only had one TV, and it was always the Cubs. Yeah. And so I hated baseball. I'd hate that, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> How did you... Go? Oh. No, you got it. What I was actually going to get at is, um, you know, so you moved from Massachusetts to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened. We actually have a few friends that we're trying let to... Me, let me cut you off there, because I kind of want to know... How you got here. How I got to Tampa specifically? Moving from, like, you guys knew a lot of people in Massachusetts, so it's fairly easy, I guess, to move back there for him. Mm -hmm. So, like, leaving uh, Massachusetts to come here, where I I assume you guys didn't know a lot of people. Was it the Tampa area that you came to? Yeah. Okay. So right from Where we live now is where we moved to. Yeah. So how did, like, how did that process work through? How'd you work through that? Because that's that's not an easy thing to do. So that's actually a good question. We lived on the East Coast. I was in West Palm Beach for about eight years, that area. And I did still have friends there. Um, But we vacationed from the time Emily was like 18 months old till we moved down here. We vacationed in Sarasota every year, every Mm. summer. We'd come down. Because his parents had um, a little modular home in an over 55 community mm-hmm. where we could come and stay. So we would come down. My parents would come down. Sometimes my brother and his whole family would come down. But we were down here every year. And um, we just both agreed we really liked the West Coast mm-hmm. more than the East Coast of Florida. It's a totally different vibe. Absolutely. Um, and so when we talked about it, Andy said, well, even if I can keep my job, I need to live in a bigger city where I'm going to be able to find other jobs in in the financial world. So that's why we initially looked at Tampa. Okay. And we ended up buying in Odessa. All right. So you're moving to Florida. Was it an easy process? Come down here. Did you already have jobs lined up? Place to live? How'd that all uh, come together? Well, that's... Great question, Larry. Um, Everything kind of fell into place, honestly. We had two houses up in Massachusetts. When we first purchased our house, um, when we first bought a house, we bought a Mm. three-family that we lived in for a few years, and then we ended up buying our next house. For shitty reasons, we ended up having to sell our multifamily at the beginning of 2015, which actually this is what got me into real estate. But um, we had to sell that house and then we were like, well, let's see, you know, um, we don't have that holding us down anymore. What if we throw this one on the market and see what happens? Cause I have been, like I said, trying to move back to Florida forever. Every year that we went to Sarasota, I was just like, I can't keep doing this. Like I had seasonal depression. I had a shitty commute. I was miserable all the time. And um, I don't want to bring down the podcast, but in early 2015, my best friend died. She passed away suddenly. And it was just like, life is very short. Hell yeah. And I don't want to spend mine on fucking 24, 93 and bumper to bumper traffic every day. Right. So, um, So when we sold the multifamily, we're like, well, that's not holding us down anymore. I said, what if we throw this one on the market and see what happens? He's like, well... I have to ha- be able to work. Right. You know, it, I knew I wasn't going to be keeping my job. Mm. They, they weren't, there's no way I could do that from where I was. I was like, but well, whatever, I can find a job. Yeah. And he said, well, let me talk to them. And State Street at that time was already starting to push more work from home. And they were doing like shared workspaces and stuff like that because they own a, or they were renting a lot of property in Boston. It was very, very expensive. Right. So they were trying to get rid of all that overhead. Sure. Anyway, so he went to his bosses and said, hey, I we're talking about moving to Florida and 
just want to know if I can continue, if I can just work remotely or should I start working on like putting in my notice and whatever, even though he wouldn't have, he would have stayed there for a year while he tried to find a job down yeah. south. And they just said, oh, you can work remotely. And so we said, okay, great. So we put our house on the market. We got it under contract pretty quickly. It was we bought it as an auction. It was a total rehab. Mm -hmm. Like we completely renovated this house, yes. and it was great. It was handyman like, Andy, hand, handyman Andy, right. and Uncle Charlie did everything, mm -hmm. and um, they. I mean, we got it under contract pretty quickly, and so I flew down here. My grandfather lives in Brooksville. I flew down here. Our um, one of Andy's best friends, his mom lives here and is a realtor here. And um, I got with her. She was actually going to be up in Massachusetts when I was coming down. So I got with her partner, and we looked at seven houses, and we said this one works the best for us. Put in an offer, got it accepted, and everything went really smoothly. We closed closed up there, got in a U-Haul, spent the night at his parents' house, drove down here, and closed the next day. That's awesome. And let me tell you, now <laughs> that I am in real estate and know what I'm doing, I look back and it's freaking amazing that it happened like that yeah. because it's not always that smooth. It's hardly ever that smooth. So right. we got really, really lucky. Yeah. But we love our house and we love this neighborhood. And as you know, I'm the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Self-proclaimed. Self awesome. I've become the mayor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I love it. I think Tampa was meant to be my home. I really am very, very happy here. We've made a lot of great friends and... It's just an awesome place. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. all the breweries and everybody's dog friendly, and there's so many like different fun spots to go to. Like, we can go spend a day in Dunedin or St. Pete or wherever. Right. Are yeah. we cool with this rain? Yeah, as long as people know it's rain and not somebody pissing yeah. next to us. Yeah. Yeah, like this. <laughs> you may hear some sounds of rain, unfortunately. Yeah, welcome to Tampa. It's your downspout. <laughs> it's Florida. Yeah. It rains. But we, we are trying to get other friends moved down here, so uh, I think that's yeah. the key. We have two that are really close. Well, so. I'm happy to help them and answer any questions that they have. Yes. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can't tell people, and this is what makes it very difficult when people are moving down here, we can't tell you, oh, that's a bad neighborhood or this is a good neighborhood, which makes it really, really hard because mm -hmm. I'll talk to people who are just coming here, never been here before. And I'm just like, do you know anybody who lives down here? No? Okay. Well, tell me what you want in a neighborhood, and I'm going to try to keep you out of the bad ones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because they'll, they'll say, what yeah. do you think about this? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. very difficult. If you're, if you're a very smart real estate agent, doesn't know a lot about a certain area, maybe stay away from that. They're trying to help you. What yes, were you, exactly. What were you going to ask, though? No, I think that was kind of, it, it was a little bit into that. Like, you know, we know we have some close friends that I think they've actually sold, both of them have sold their homes up in Mass and are ready to move down to Florida. Well, uh, okay, any sort so here's of advice? what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I would say do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right now, um, as we head into March, that's getting into our busier season, and we're actually starting to see multiple offers again. We're not uh, seeing it exactly like it was when you guys were buying your house yeah. during the peaks time. Yeah. Like the, the last year and a half was crazy. We can't really compare anything to that. Um, but even though interest rates are a little bit higher and prices are still at a higher price point, I don't anticipate them like plummeting. I know everybody's sitting around mm -hmm. waiting for a market crash, but we don't really see that happening. Um, and prices are still going up. So I would oh, so hurry up. Yeah. Like mid hurry up. <laughs> but um, 
I would definitely say don't wait too long because Fannie Mae is also, I mean, this is really fucking boring, but uh, Fannie Mae is making a change with how fees are charged. Yeah. So if you have good credit and you're making, um, you're putting like a bigger down payment down, like 20%, you can be charged higher fees. Basically, the, way, the reason why they're doing that is they're trying to help people with worse credit and less money get into homes. So it's a totally fucked up situation because mm -hmm. you're penalizing, you know, our bread and butter. These are the people we want to help buy houses, people right. who have good credit mm -hmm. and are putting a substantial amount down. But And I think that goes into effect in May. I don't know okay. if you have to purchase by May or be under contract by May, but yeah. And everybody wants to move in the summer in between school. Exactly. Type, so... Yeah. so Get yeah. on it. Do they have kids? Get on it, Pete. Uh, not. Uh, oh yeah. So. Uh, oh, one does. Duke does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, two do. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It, it is good advice, and it that is, that is something I didn't know about with things changing around. Um, with yeah. That, well, how so. do you not know that? Aren't you in the mortgage no, I'm a, industry? I'm commercial. Uh, I guess that's yeah, true. He's not. He's not working with I people just, buying houses. I just learned about it, and, and my coaching yeah. group was telling us about that, and I was like, oh shit. Like yeah. You probably can't answer this, but do you have a preference of like being a buyer agent versus a seller agent? So Whoa. the standard answer is, oh, I'd rather work with sellers. But realistically, I love working with buyers, especially first-time home buyers, because they don't know shit and they're going to listen to me. Um, I will be honest. The, my least favorite people to work with is older men who have bought and sold so many houses they know exactly what yeah. they're doing and they don't want to listen um, because. I, oh, I had a listing appointment with this man, and he was very, very sweet, but he kept arguing with me on everything. And he was, and his thing was, I bought and sold so many houses, and da, 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 And I finally looked at him, I said, well, it says that you've been in this house for 17 years. Have you bought and sold any houses in that time period? And he said, <laughs> no. I said, okay, well, a lot has changed in the last 17 years, and, you know, this is what I do for a living, so... <laughs> Maybe listen up. <laughs> but I do. I love I love working with buyers mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's a little more time consuming and it's a little bit more stressful trying to get through the whole process. But I know I can help them get to where they want to be. You know what I right. mean? Whereas with a seller, yeah, I've got some great marketing strategies. But if the buyers just aren't buying, there's not a whole lot we can do. And then they tend to get upset if you're like, well, we need to reduce the price. And they don't want to. And I'm like, well, I told you to in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like. Buyers are more fun. We get to go out and look at houses and see different areas and learn a lot about what's going on. And it's never the same situation. Right. Never. I've bought two houses and sold one, obviously, with agents. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I would hope so. if, I, if I ever was to get into that, I would, I don't, I, you probably can't, or maybe you can, I don't know. I would exclusively want to be a buyer agent. Like, I had so much more fun in that process in looking at houses with the agent, going through what you want, what you don't want, where you want to live, what's important, what's yeah. not, and how you continually reassess that yep. the whole time. Okay, well, maybe seeing what we've seen, if this is all I can get, maybe this isn't that important. So let's knock that off the list. Versus a seller when you're trying to sell, and it's constantly like, no, this is what it needs to be, yep. or it can't happen. <laughs> Yep. You need a psychology yeah. degree, I think. Yeah. You, you definitely do. And I think my background, that's actually funny you bring that up. I'm going to talk about you guys. Um, <laughs> no. My background in professional development, I've taken all of these like 
you know, assessments, self-awareness assessments, personality assessments, things like that. Mm. And it's really helped me in this industry because I have to know, I have to be able to read my customer, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to know how to communicate with them. Sure. So you guys are the best example of this. Uh -oh. So I'm showing houses with Matt and Joanna, right? And it was so much fun, obviously, because I love working with my friends. And so it wasn't like work. You know, it's like, oh, let's go look at pretty houses. <laughs> and they're two totally different people. I mean, it was freaking. No. It was so funny. Like, I literally, I want to take Joanna to every showing with me. <laughs> because she's just the most positive. I could have shown her a house what? covered in cat shit. And it would have been. She'd find the best. Oh, she loved the cats. <laughs> she's <laughs> the most positive person. Matt will agree with me. Every single, every single house we walked into. <gasps> oh, my God. I Love this. Yeah. She, was the, she was the hype girl. She yeah. was the hype girl. She hyped it up. And then Matt would turn around and be like, okay, so um, what's, how, what's the so age of the roof? He's so analytical. He's so analytical. What's the age of the roof? What is this? What is this? And okay, well, I'm going to call Mike and we're going to talk about the payment and da, da 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 So they were like the most extreme <laughs> examples of having to know how to communicate. Because I could be like, oh my God, Joanna, look at these beautiful cabinets. Isn't this great? And Matt, the roof is 10 years old and you're going to have to do this and da 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 da, da. And like <laughs> knowing how to do that with people is not an easy yep. skill to sure. have. And I know a lot of realtors who who are just like, well, this is who I am, and this is how I talk, and well, and it's like that's not good for your people, right? You know, but I, I have to say that my background has really, really helped me in that way. But yeah, yeah. you guys were hilarious because Joanna, <laughs> well, she was so funny. I'm like, please come with me all I the time. I just thought of it now because the, the day before we saw this house, or the day before this house came on the market, we went to the one on the golf course in Tarpon, in uh, was it Crescent Crescent Oaks? Oaks yeah. yeah, and loved it. Loved it. It was. It backed up to a par three. You weren't going to get hit with balls, like, but it had a great view. But it was dated, mm -hmm. and it didn't really fit our the footprint. Um, and we needed a three car garage. That was the other thing too. Yeah, needed a three car. <laughs> that was a big one. So Joanna was ready to put the offer in, and it, it had a lot of things nice on the inside, but there was a couple kind of quirky things to it. And she was ready. She was ready to put it off, and she wanted to get the hell out of the apartment too. So she was ready to put an offer. I said, let's, you know, so that was one that I kind of said, all right, I put my foot down. Like, this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. The next day, this this house came on the market. And I remember we saw it right away. We came out here oh, yeah, on, we on jumped Thursday on this. and put the offer out Thursday night or Friday afternoon, whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I remember walking to your house, which, yeah. again, 150 yards from here. And I said, oh, this is, the, this is where I want to put it in. And she goes, let's go a little higher. I don't want to lose out on this one. So Joanna said that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I said, all Joanna right, I was trust. Like, Give them all the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give them the money, just not the cats. <laughs> she heard so that. So it, it was it was good teamwork, but it was I'm glad we I'm glad I'm I can't I'm over ecstatic by where we're at. But And you're still in a and good, it was good place. Teamwork. You I would say you definitely still have equity in this house, even yeah. though at the time the, at the rate that the market has oh, appreciated. Yeah. But the yeah, house that sold across the street from us, that was nuts. Yeah, it helped but, a lot. But, I, no, it was good teamwork. I think the key is you got to understand each other's, you know, hot buttons and, and what, what drives them. And well, you guys work so well together. I think you're the first person that said that, but thank you. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, you guys so. are definitely a, a different uh, group, couple of people. <laughs> 
But no, I, I, and to, to Bethany's point, though, she, she's fielding both sides of this. Like, yeah. Going, all right, I, I got the analytical side that makes sense sometimes, and I get the, the passionate side that's, say, that, that's ready to jump on this. And, and you actually, you, you need a mix of both. Like, you can't, yeah. be, you can't be too much on either side of the spectrum, so... That's why when um, I'm working with couples, I always have that initial consultation. I make sure I have both people in the room because you'd be surprised. Like, I'll talk to the wife or the husband, and they're like, yeah, this is what we need, da 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 And then you get in a room, and the other party's saying something completely different. It's like, okay, we really all need to be on the same page here. And um, where are we going to be able to give and, and, you know, bend a little bit? Because what... Nothing's perfect. Nobody so. buy, yeah, yeah, nobody buys their dream home, right? Yeah. Unless you've got billions. And if you've got billions and want to buy a house, I'd love to help <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Let me just throw Please. it out there. But the average people that I'm working with, you're not getting perfection yeah. ever. Unless you buy new construction and even that, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there always has to be a little bit of, of give. And yeah. it's, it's very interesting working with two totally different people. But, yeah, you guys are the extreme example of that. But that, that's like you said, though, with your ability to be able to know how to communicate with each type of person you're dealing with. Yep. I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. To, oh, yeah. You know, close a deal versus making one feel like they're giving up everything and the other <laughs> one, but I didn't get exa- anything of what I wanted. You know, and then that can be a, a hassle in and of itself. Absolutely. So. That's another reason why I wouldn't want to be a real estate agent. I actually looked at, I looked into it when we moved down here. It is. I mean, the the study of personal mindsets, like to me, that's that's the interesting part. I'm sure you've seen plenty of that. So, oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah. So I think that's one thing. So I don't know if you know this, but I think something like eighty percent of real estate agents. I'm going to throw the statistic out here, and I don't think it's hundred percent accurate, but like eighty <laughs> percent of real estate agents don't make it through their first two years. Yeah, I heard stuff um, like that. And yeah. the reason is, is because people think they just, they see us out there making it look easy. And it's like, this is not easy. Yeah. Mm. You don't make money right away. Right. Um, you have to work it as a full-time job. I can't tell you how many people I've I've known who've gotten into real estate. And they're like, well, I need the flexibility. I have kids. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the only thing flexible about this is you're working nights and weekends and every single vacation you take. Right. Um, so... You really have to work it, and you also have to continue to learn and grow because it's not just how you sell houses. It's I have to know how to be my own marketing person. I have to know how to be my own CEO, COO, like mm-hmm. every little thing, and continue to learn. Right. You know, we have to know a little bit about everything. If I go to an inspection, I have to know what the frick the inspector's talking about right. and be able to kind of help. My customers understand maybe this inspector is making this into a big deal, but really that's a $3 freaking electrical plate, you know, that just needs to be replaced. Like this isn't a big deal Mm -hmm. or this is a big deal, you know? So it's everything. We have to know about appraisals. We have to know a a little bit about mortgage. I try to stay in my own lane with that and just always refer people back to the lender because I don't get into your financials. I don't know what your credit Mm -hmm. score is. I don't know what your interest rate is. I only need to know that you have the money. Are you qualified for it? Yeah. Can you buy this home and are we, do you have the funds to close? All I care about. Um, so I, I, a lot of people don't realize that and they don't put the work in and that's why so many people fail. Do you believe in uh, part-time agents? So, I don't, I don't want to say, do you believe in, that's kind of a bad way I, to put it, but I want to say no. 
Um, and the reason I say no, and the reason why I say I want to say no, is because I had a part-time job for several years, um, but my clients never knew that. I, I made it so, and, and I was lucky in that I worked for people who were very flexible with my career because when I started working there, that was the understanding that if I needed to go do something for my business, I could do that. I could answer emails. I could take phone calls, mm. you know, and that was the response or that was the agreement when I started. It was supposed to be a part-time short-term job that I worked at for five years. Um, <laughs> which was that I, the one you left just before? Yeah, like I, I, I just left in August, and yeah. my oh, not even. and then since then, my business has boomed. So yeah. I that's why I want to say no because if you put your all into it and work it full time, you're going to be a much better agent. Sure. I was very stressed out, yeah. um, but I would work there all day and then spend the rest of the night working my job. I never stopped working. Mm -hmm. So. You can do it, but you have to work your part-time job and then work real estate as a full-time job. Okay. So you basically have part-time and a half. Exactly. Or, or uh, whatever. I mean, that's you what worked what I mean. for me. <laughs> I would say I'm fairly successful. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got you through it. And yeah. yeah. They say when you start out, like you said, uh, what is it, six months of income yeah. you have to have. And mm -hmm. I will tell you, you go through that very quickly. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Very, very quickly. Those bills go fast when you have yeah. money that's really not coming in. Yeah. I mean, if you live here your whole life and you've got a lot of friends and family, it's going to be a little bit easier for sure. you because yeah, you have that. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. I had two friends that lived here, but one's married mm -hmm. to a, he's, he works in real estate. And the other one, um, her, it's oh, a long story. Anyway, she also <laughs> had a real estate connection. So they were. I don't want to say worthless to me, but as far as my career goes, although they're very supportive of my career and they do try to help me now. Um, but, but at the time I was like, well, shit, neither one of them are going to be buying and selling a home anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And if they do, they're going to use the people yep. in their lives. So I had to go network and I joined a networking mm -hmm. group and I went to a power hour. And it was like, like a, you take a drink of beer every hour. No, I fucking no every wish. minute. <laughs> no, That's every minute. Every minute. Right. Every minute. It was like a shot of beer every minute. It was a lunch oh, where you take a shot like of beer every minute. I got you. Speed dating for like networking. Got you know, it. you sat, you talked to somebody for two minutes. They rang a bell. You went and talked to somebody else. So I took all the business cards that I got from that. And then I, after the event, I started making phone calls and said, Hey, I'd like to hear more about your business. Do you want to get a coffee mm -hmm. and um you'd be surprised how many people did not even respond mm -hmm. um and i think looking back it's because i was in real estate and everybody knows 600 realtors in florida mm -hmm. um but i made s several very good connections that i'm still very close with to this day and that's just what i continued to do i just kept networking and meeting people and now my business is pretty much i'm gonna say 90 percent on referral because um, last year I had a few that were from other leads, but, mm -hmm. um, for the most part, my business is all referral, repeat customers. Oh, that's it. That's gotta be a good feeling. People it's sustainable. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. All your clients are sending their, you Absolutely. know, friends, family, whatever. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how I grew. That's how I knew I wanted to grow my business. So my very first day in my brokerage at that time, I was with Berkshire Hathaway. I was, had a wonderful, um, broker. She was amazing. And I went in for my first day and I was terrified. I knew nobody and I was going into this office knowing nobody and I was going, I don't want a fucking cold call. I don't want to call people. Yeah. I don't want to door knock. I am small. I'm going to get taken. I'm an introvert. <laughs> like, I was, I'm an introvert. I was so. Closet introvert. Oh my God, I don't want to 
to talk to people. And I was terrified. So I go in, and that day, one of the top producers in the office, or actually in Tampa, she was hosting a broadcast of um, one of Brian Buffini's broadcasts. Um, he did a whole day event, and it was like a master class thing for real estate. And he's a, a big um, a real estate coach now. Actually, he coaches a lot of different people, but I think the majority of his clientele is real, realtors. And his whole thing is about working by referral. And so I spent that whole day sitting there listening to this man talk in a lovely Irish accent. And he's talking about, you build your business based on relationships. And I'm sitting there going, oh, I can fucking do this. I can make this work. Because if I don't have to cold call, I will be friends with anybody. I don't care. (laughs) And since then, that's who I've... That's how I've built my business, and it's supposed to be the most sustainable way to grow a business. Because in a down market, Zillow leads are going to go away, Mm -hmm. and you're going to spend a ton of money on nothing. But you're always going to have friends and family and people who want to buy and sell. So right, exactly. Yep. So in in a stressful job like that, where you're constantly on the go, constantly doing things, how do you how do you relieve stress? What do you besides drinking and burping? (laughs) Drinking. (laughs) Um. That's, I mean, we hang out with our friends a lot. We mm. do a lot. We're yeah. always well, busy now. If yeah. we're not, like, pl- with you guys, we're, we've got other friends that we hang out with. Um, we'll just spend a day brewery hopping. Um, my daughter's in nothing, so I can't even really say we do a whole lot with her, which Have is Have you ever gone brewery, shop, brewery hopping and then done a showing? Should I she say? Evil. <laughs> no, you, you're very... Don't you're you're responsible with that. I'm if, kidding. <laughs> You know when you have a showing, and you will say I do. It. I do. I don't get drunk, but I have it. I gone from brew to showings? Maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> I may have left Andy before. Do you remember I that? I think that was our first, one of the first times we hung out. Yeah. You and Andy were trashed. <laughs> Absolutely trashed. And, I'm, and the whole thing, we went there, and I said, Andy, I have to leave by 3 o'clock. I've got to go. I have a showing. I've got to drop you yep. off at home. I've got to go. da 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 and then three o'clock comes and Andy's drunk as shit going, I'm having fun with my friends. I'm going to stay here. And I'm going, how are you going to get home, stupid? I don't care. I'm going to stay here. I don't care. And Matt's like, yeah, you should stay. The two of them are like swaying. Matt's eyes are closing. Everybody starts showing up. I, very and I'm like, early on, they was, <laughs> Joanne and Bethany would look at us and you guys make good decisions. <laughs> I still say make good decisions. Neither one of you listen. We've just gotten better at handling it. So, yes, I did leave him at Brew that day and went. And I made, The showing, luckily, was in yeah. Carrollwood or Citrus Park, so it was close, and then came back. Yeah, then you and come back to even more, of, go- even more of a shit show is what you came back oh, to. Oh, 100%, because then everybody oh, started man. showing up. There was a huge group of us, and, oh, yeah, I think at one point you were asleep against the wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that... Yeah, that never ended. <laughs> Matt still does that. I can um, sleep anywhere. It doesn't matter. He does. Just puts his sunglasses on. Sits there like he's Mr. Cool, but he's dead asleep at the bar. I can picture leaving Brew and just like putting on like Slipknot and going to the... <laughs> they just metal, pissed off. These fucking assholes. <laughs> nah, that's fine. It was another good friend of mine that I was doing show. That's like the best part of my business. I get to work with my friends, you know, or I get to make friends with my clients. I mean, that's the thing. I keep in touch with everybody. I I have events and do things. Personalized cards. It's amazing. Yeah. We'll get one. You you had one for our anniversary. Like we got it two or three days ago and it's it's personalized. Birthdays, anniversaries. Like it's, you're not out of anybody's mind. 
that's once you're part of their once you're part of their life. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. That's and, the goal. I, I mean, I, I've had one or two customers that I've cut ties with um, <laughs> for different reasons. Um, one of them such was as? so bad. He was so bad. He was such a know-it-all. One time he showed up to a showing in a new car, and I said, you didn't just buy a car, did you? He goes, no, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like, do you not listen to anything I say? You cannot buy a car. If you buy a car, you will not buy a home, period. You don't have the money for that. Um, but he was he was so bad. He was just did not want to listen to anybody. And he was one of those guys that was ridiculous but was like the luckiest guy in the world. Everything just went his way. I kept going, no, you can't do that. He's like, just try, just try. And they would agree to it. Like, <laughs> And the house he bought, I just, I'm still waiting. I'm like, I'm going to get sued because <laughs> I know it had foundation issues. We told him it had a problem. He's like, it's fine. I'm just going to take that wall down. He didn't want to listen to anybody. Like literally after that closing, me, the title, comp- the title rep, and the lender were like, we're getting drinks because this guy was awful absolutely awful and he is somebody i was just like that's it i mean i was like in tears all the time and i'm not a crier andy's seen me cry in 20 years maybe five times we counted the other day and i would be like how many times has andy cried by the way i've seen him cry sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but twice it's a good question okay maybe twice checking one Um, when the red sox yeah aaron boone was one of them (laughs) and david tyree was the other one no they weren't sports related um so there was that guy and then somebody else that I don't even want to talk about. I don't want to, I yeah, don't there's like something to get about I know it all. I know it all. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I don't think I made you cry. I wasn't one of those five. No, right? you no. guys were so easy. Matt came in uh, that first buyer consultation meeting. He goes, This is gonna be the easiest one you've ever done. <laughs> and they were they were so easy, they were so amenable to anything. You said that? Yeah, he's like, We're very easy. I we do a lot of research behind the scenes, but I, I know I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm not a know it all. I just try to be like, Hey, listen, I, let me get me eighty percent of the way here and you're the mm-hmm. professional, so mm-hmm. close it out. I know I know to let the professionals mm-hmm. finish the job. So Absolutely. Yeah, Smart man. way to approach it. Yep. So I heard you had a new tattoo. I do. I'm forty two years old. I just got my first tattoo. This is your first one. My very first okay. one. I got a Z. Um because my right. maiden name is Zentco. And I thought that was a pen from oh, earlier. Ben said it was an N. Ben says it's an N. I'm but you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. And that's why I keep trying to tell Ben. I'm okay with that. So, okay, so here's the story behind the tattoo. Okay. Me and Andy and our friends Mike and Jennifer, who also live in this neighborhood, were out gallivanting in Tarpon Springs. And by gallivanting, I mean drinking everything in sight. And. <laughs> We might have been a little tipsy and bouncing around, you know, the the sponge docks. And at the end of the sponge docks down by Rusty Bellies, which if you've never been to Rusty Bellies, I highly recommend it. It's delicious, but it's hard yes. to get into. Oh, so good. Yes. So good. Um, so we're drunk as shit at this point. <laughs> and somebody says... Well, oh, shit, there is a tattoo joint right there. There Effort. is, oh, my God. right in front of Rusty Bellies. Okay, I got what you. What did you think? I got it in the back alley? I have no idea. Yes, he did. <laughs> Big pen and a hammer, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds She wasn't in jail. We had a person on the cl- in the clink, so. We did. Oh, no. Sorry, you're good. Keep going. So, so at first, I was like, Jennifer, that's my favorite jewelry store. So we go in there, and I, they know me in there. 
because I go often because um, it's my favorite jewelry store. It's called A Simple Piece. It's right there on Dodeknees, and they do hand-stamped jewelry. I have a lot of their jewelry, and it's very pretty, very sustainable, and also pretty inexpensive. So the wife is in there. Usually the husband is, and he recognizes me. I'm talking to him while his wife is there doing permanent jewelry. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted one of those. So we get permanent um what the hell is permanent jewelry? Yeah, Bracelets. I was just thinking that. So hell? it's just it, there's no clasp. So they basically weld it weld it on. So it goes on, you can never take it off. I mean I could. All I need is some wire cutters. But it only comes off once, right? So yeah, yeah. Once it comes off, it's done. I mean, if you look closely somewhere, there is a little circle and that's what she welded. Yeah. So so we start with getting permanent jewelry. <laughs> okay. Well then we walk out at the and it was really funny because Mike walks in and Mike is a big guy. Yeah, Mike's a big dude. Mike's a big guy. He's like six something and, and he's large. You don't, yeah, you don't miss him in a row. You don't miss him. <laughs> he walks in. So this is like a little boutique place, right? It's jewelry. It's got some different tchotchkes and clothes and stuff, but it's a very feminine, tiny boutique. Mike walks in behind us and goes, oh, what the hell? Hell no. And he walks out and goes down to the, the, the wine bar down the thing. Meanwhile, Andy's in the olive oil shop in this he spends like $150 on olive oils and seasonings because we left him alone unsupervised (laughs) clearly he also needs like Phil what does Phil always say I need supervision so does Andy yep do it there we go Phil we finally get our shit together we end up at the bar Andy's getting hit on by some old lady we walk in and He's this this lady was not happy for me to come in. Like, the old ladies love him. They love him. And so um we're there for a while. The neighborhood. So we leave and we're walking down to Rusty Bellies because we're like, we need to get some more food in us. And all of a sudden we're like, I don't know who said it. I don't know where it came from. Because we were not at a point where we were making good decisions. But somebody said, Let's go get tattoos. I'm like, yes. Cause I knew, like, I have so many tattoos in my head that I want, and I would never do it. I would, it's not something I would go off by myself and do. Like, I needed to be drunk, and I needed to be with a friend. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And we go in there, and this lady was miserable. She oh. hated us every second of it. And Andy even at one point says, should you be tattooing drunk people? And she goes, I don't care. <laughs> wow. So, so I tell her, I'm like, I, all I want is a Z, a very simple Z, small on my wrist. And that lady argued with me forever. And she's like, you need to go on this and pick out a font. And I'm like, I don't want a font. I want three straight lines because I don't care. Like, you can interpret it however you want. If Ben wants it to be an N, it can be an N. It can just be, I just want it very, very simple because that's who I am. I like very simple things and linear. Boop, boop, boop. So she... <laughs> just was arguing with me about it. It wasn't going to look good. And da, 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 da. And I said, I am 42 years old. If I get a tattoo that I don't like, I'll take care of it. It's not a big deal. I can get it covered <laughs> up. I can get it removed. There you like, go. She hated me. Absolutely hated me. But I don't know why. Like, how are you in that business? Like, oh, you know, if you're she that miserable. was so angry. She was yeah. so angry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She That's a layup She yelled at Andy. Too. She made Andy I mean, go away. She made Andy go away. He was because he was there for mine. What did she say? Can I say? Can I say the same thing? She's like, "Sir, you need to move away from here. You need to go over there. <laughs> Get out of this quadrant. Something Get over. Um. So, so, so she just 
so I keep asking her, where did you tell me to go? And she's like walking around trying to prep her station. And I kept saying, what website did you want me to look at? What website? She would not answer me. I don't know what her deal was. So she finally just prints out the like little template and it's a block letter Z. And she puts it on me. I said, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. You know, like, you're going to mark up my body forever. That is not what I want. And she's like, well, that's going to look bad. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I said, listen, I just want you to do this. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I will like, sign a waiver. Z I don't sign. give a shit. I'm yeah. paying $100 for you to put three lines. It took, like, 45 seconds. Yeah. Like, just do it. <laughs> so, so, so I did it. And it just makes me laugh now. Like... <laughs> Uh, Jennifer ended up getting a camera on her ankle area, which is not where she wanted it. It's much bigger than what she wanted. And the next day, she made an appointment with another tattoo artist to get it fixed. Yeah, we just did that this week Uh, on Thursday. I went with her to get that one fixed, and this other tattoo artist was amazing. But also, they're just not... I don't... Are they not people? People? I mean, I don't know. I've never gotten a tattoo person, but this one was... She was very nice, but she was quiet the entire time. Like, she didn't talk much. And we're just like, me and Jennifer are They're just all very over the chatty. place. I will say that. They're, tattoo artists are all over the place. I mean, think about people who really enjoy artistic drawing. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like, a good, if you want something in detail, you're, you can't walk in somewhere. Oh, no. You have to get an appointment. Actually, I got to call the guy that I've got my tattoos from. And I got to, like, hey, listen, I, I want you to touch these things up and I want something else. So, yeah. but I'm expecting a, probably be out till you know the summer oh yeah before i get oh yeah anything done that's what um when we were there on thursday this it was heather jean she's at moment momento or momentum tattoos momentum, yeah, yeah. yeah her line work was beautiful like she so um jennifer got some flowers added around her her camera, camera and <laughs> was, I was that just, her first too the camera oh no she's got a bunch okay um sure. But but the line work and the shading, I mean, she does yeah. a great job. And I was like, ooh, I need to get in with you. Well, the, <laughs> the worst part about that, like, once you get one, it's like, all right, I'm kind of addicted sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's addicting. There's and, a lot more that I want to do. But yeah. I also don't want, like, my whole body, like, yeah, kind of fucked up. I kind of want to be yeah. able to hide it. So. <laughs> yeah. But I I've also- only got one less tattoo than you. But <laughs> I will say- I know two tattoo artists, and they're both amazing people. So I don't know the lady that you were dealing oh, with. Oh, she was angry. I, it doesn't. It, she's in the wrong line of yeah, business. It doesn't like, like... Yeah, I think so. Or she was just having a bad day, but she did not like us at all. Um, she was very unhappy. But I was just kind of like, well, you could have. You didn't want to do it. And you could have just said, I don't work on drunk people. Right. Like we were clearly oh, that, intoxicated, that, that and we would have taken right. that and gone. But she was like, No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I was surprised. Like, yeah, that's the easiest out of a tattoo shop, and that's yeah. that's what they should do. Yeah. Oh, and then there was a girl in there right after us who was getting a lip tattoo. It was her first tattoo. (laughs) And the other girl's like, what should she get? And I was like, nothing. That sounds terrible. Don't do that. And but they were very opinionated, like millennial, zennial. I don't know what they were like. They were very young. She was 26 and just preaching at us about things. She said something. Oh, what did she say? It was ridiculous. Something about Nirvana. Oh, how Kurt Cobain's not really dead or something okay, yeah. ridiculous. He's hanging out with Elvis over and I, on uh, and Bruce Tup- B. Down. Yeah, Tupac, yeah. I just started <laughs> laughing hysterically right in her face, and I just was like, can't do this, and I walked away. It's <laughs> like, you guys are stupid. Tough, but you she- need a, t- a tattoo of like a tongue coming on your, on your lip. Now, I, you your know what's face. funny about the, the lip tattoo? We, my brothers and I grew up with in a family that there was a, identical twins. 
that were like I grew up with the older brother and they had twins. My younger brothers were twins. They had identical twins, the same age as my brothers. And one of them put I'm not whatever the other kid's name was <laughs> on his, under his lip. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my God. So that I I don't I don't think that was his first tattoo, but that was just Oh my God. That was the first time I've ever heard of lip tattoos. Like Ugh. But inside of your lip no. getting tattooed. No. no, thank you. Not for me. No, definitely not. Any face tattoo is a mistake. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a thing. Like, Jennifer's tattoo person, she's completely covered in tattoos. And it was all, like, Halloween characters. She had the red rum on her thigh. She had Baby Dinosaur from Dinosaurs. And I think she had, like, Bart Simpson. It was Baby it was Dinosaur crazy. from Dinosaur? The one that said, not the mama? Not the mama. That Are baby. you shitting me? There's a tattoo out there. It was like beautiful. A, I mean, it was great sure color. But I was just... Like the it entire time, I'm season. just <laughs> looking at all of her tattoos, going, "Why would you want this on your body? Like, whatever." And but she had something going all the way up her neck and onto her chin, and I was Ugh. just like, "You're never gonna get another job ever." Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, tattoos are sketchy too. It, and it covered, Tough and it went all one. the way up to like her chin. No, can do that. Well, he already has it. It's just under his beard. You can do it. <laughs> Nobody would ever see it. Yeah, he's got a tattoo right here. Yeah, all of a sudden I can. I can't grow a beard anymore so now I'm stuck with it <laughs> did you want to talk about your dad does uh, me about my dad yeah what about my dad doesn't he isn't he a, a magician he's a lot of things uh, that's what I mean I think your dad's very interesting uh, my dad is a very I didn't interesting know if you needed a, a, I grew up in an interesting family my dad is technically a clown and I'm terrified of clowns, and it's all because of him. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't wear like the whole clown outfit, but he did tell me he got he has like a clown card. I don't fucking know. <laughs> clown card. He's my dad is like the best guy you'll ever meet. He's, sure. he's, he's amazing. Very smart, very funny. I've met him a few times. He's a, he's an awesome dude. Actually, your mom too. Like so. Yeah, had yeah. My I have great parents. Great times. My whole out. family yes. is great, um, and that's why I actually love my tattoo because every time I look at it, it makes me laugh yep. because of that day, but also. It makes me think of my family. Um, but so my dad started juggling when I was a kid. And then my whole family started juggling as a kid when I was a kid. <laughs> and um, we went to juggling conventions. And my dad is the remarkable Zentko. That okay. is his stage name. He still performs. Now he does magic as well. Do you know how to juggle? Um, I used to be okay. I was better on a unicycle. God, it's so embarrassing wow. to admit. Okay. Yep. Um, but a lot of my family does still not really, I don't want to say perform, but they'll do like They're some still events. in the business or still somewhat involved. <sighs> yeah. So embarrassing. When you're a teenager, like that's not what you want to be known for. Um Are you familiar with do you know Nate Bergazzi? I do know you know, his... Isn't he coming here like this weekend or something? If he is, I'm pissed that I missed that. Yeah, one. how do we miss that? <laughs> Damn it. No, he's definitely gonna shit. Am I thinking it? I think it was no, several weeks no, ago. No, no, I'm thinking of Burt Kreischer. Yeah, you're uh, right. Nate, Nate, I think it was several weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a little we while. Missed. So his I would dad love to see him. also I think his one of his comedy CDs is Son of a Clown. <laughs> better, his dad better is... than Son of Gary by Dan Soder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but his dad's essentially the exact same. Yeah, and it's wild. I don't know. So my dad um, worked for the same company. He worked for a bank since before I was born. He's been there 
um, over 40 something years, obviously. And um, they actually, he's retiring this week. Friday's his nice. last day. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. He's, he's had a countdown going on his phone for the last two years. Now. I don't blame him. So my dad's young. My dad's only, how old am I? 42. My dad's 62. So um, he, he's worked there forever and they do a variety show every. I don't remember if it's every year or every two years. So he always performs. And that's how he kind of got started into juggling. He started with this act. Um, so then my grandma also juggled. Like my I grandma got into it. Juggling my, conventions are all about. Oh, they juggle. That's what one. they do. So yeah. So that was fun. I only went to the convention once. It was one because I used to be in Columbia, Missouri, which was actually it's where Mizzou is. So it's this cute little hippie town. And it would be right there at the college um, campus. And they have this cute little shopping area. And that's really all I remember about it. And people, like, riding around on their unicycles and juggling. And Along my with dad, you. Yeah. My dad used to do fire eating until he burnt his face really bad one time. Oh. Yeah, because, well, if you dribble any of the um, lighter fluid out, it, yeah. it ended up, yeah, he burnt yeah, his that face. Yeah, that is, is really risky. I think after that, he might have stopped doing fire eating. Yeah. I don't really remember, but. Make good oh. decisions. My dad's that guy, man. He knows everything about everything, and he'll try anything, it seems like. So he, he's a good guy. He's a lot of fun. When we grew up, when I was growing up, he would take us to all the, I say us, but it was really me. And, like, my uncle was a year older than me, so we kind of grew up together. Not My brother was three years younger than me, so he didn't really go. But we would go. We had a small theater. Mm-hmm. In Peoria, and we had all these bands in the 90s. And, I mean, we'd go, and it was the best venue because it was small. And that's back mm-hmm. when, like, mosh pits were fun. Not like we're going <laughs> to – not, like a, not like a Limp biscuit mosh pit, you know. It was like the fun, jumping, everybody's having a good time, and we can, you know, um, body surf mosh pits, and it's okay. Um, towards the end, I kind of got away from that because all the people started feeling me up, and it got weird. <laughs> um, and I'm like – I might be 17, but I look 14. Please stop. <laughs> um, so we like we saw so many great bands there, yeah. and he got me kicked out of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. So he got to stay for that one, but I sat out on the steps downtown, so that was he fun. He got you kicked out? He got me kicked out, and he swears he didn't, but he is the one. So most of these bands at the time <laughs> were not as popular when we saw them. So, like, we saw Veruca Salt, which was fucking awesome. The Muffs opened for them. They were so good. We saw... The Muffs? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, know the Muffs? Name? No. Oh. He, he, called, band, me, he called me Dat Muff forever. He still calls oh, me Dat Muff. That's funny. But, <laughs> no, the Muffs are this, like, wild... I, I love angry girl music, <laughs> and... They were like, you know, Veruca Salt. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. so they opened for Veruca Salt, so you can imagine what they were like. But I was watching that 90s show the other day, and the first episode opens up with a Muffs song. And I was like, holy shit! <laughs> and she's got a Muffs poster on the wall. And I'm going, oh my god! I'm texting my dad. I'm like, I thought you and I were the only ones who still knew who they were <laughs> and still listened to them. Um, we saw Sponge. I got on stage and oh, Sponge. Nice. That yeah. was fun. Um Bloodhound Gang and Goldfinger was like the funnest concert. Man, I love Goldfinger. I yeah. love Goldfinger, but Bloodhound Gang was so much fun. <laughs> Violent Femmes was awesome. Like, we just... that the ones with the fucking like animals or whatever that song is? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's we called saw... The Bad Touch. The Bad Touch. <laughs> I can't remember if we saw them before or after that came out, though. I'm mean, Like I'm saying, this was like no, the that's... 90s. That's the name of the song. <laughs> it's called The Bad Touch. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Or were they doing like they do on the Discovery Channel? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't know it was called that. Okay. So anyway, so the Smashing Pumpkins coming at the time, they were big, right? Yeah. And this is a tiny little venue. Have you been to the Tampa Theater? 
No? Okay. No. Smaller I know what it looks like. I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like that, but smaller. Um, so what they did is they set up security gates at the front so people couldn't get from the mosh pit to the stage. There was a, probably about five feet, and then they had all these big burly security yeah, guards. Yeah, yeah. So my dad lifts me up to body surf, and... <laughs> <laughs> My dad was fun, That's man. That's a great sentence. He partied, he partied <laughs> my with dad us. Up to bodies. Not like drinking and shit, but oh, I was at my house. Um, but, you know, he, we always had a good time. So he lifts me up to body surf, and the guys just send me straight over and into this big yeah, old burly security guard's arms, going, yeah. and out I went. And he's like, uh, you're out. And I was like, fuck. I had to sit outside, like downtown what? Peoria, which is not a good thing. Like I, Your dad they, stayed for the rest of the show. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he didn't. Well, he didn't know. Um, and then, so they put me out, and it goes out into an alley, and I had to like go down and around. Luckily, the homeless in my neighbor or in my town were like famous. It was Willie, <laughs> so famous. the one guy, the one homeless guy who was famous. We all knew him. He was harmless. He's kind of like uh, Crazy Chris. Oh yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but yeah, something Willie. Willie Willie York was his name. He passed away recently, I think. Anyway, so I go around and I'm like, well, I'll go sit out on the front steps. I'm like, Matt gets kicked out. My uncle Matt, like I said, he was a year older than me. He got kicked out of every show we went to for one reason <laughs> or another. So I was like, Matt will be out here before long, and he did. He came out. So you got kicked out because you went. Too far body surfing? Yep. That's it? Because you have no control. Yeah. Like, you're yeah, off no there. Yeah. Like, literally, I went up, and it went boop, 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 and out. You're and going you're, where you're the people out. send you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but that was a good that time. sounds like your fault. Totally my fault. How dare I? <laughs> Fucking Smashing Pumpkins. I actually had an opportunity to go see the Smashing Pumpkins with him again um, when I was in Peoria in May. Because um, he goes to what's called Summer Camp. It's this three-day-long festival. And he wanted me and Emily to go. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not. Everybody there is drinking all day, on drugs all day. And I just, am, I'm not in that hippie scene anymore. Like, I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. sweat with the masses and use porta potties that have been there <laughs> for three days. I was like, I just, dad, I can't do it. And Emily yeah. definitely is not. Emily is bougie as hell. She's, <laughs> she's like, I asked her, I was like, you want to go to this with the grandpa? And she's like, hell no. He's like, really? He's like, I'd buy you guys tickets. We go see the Smashing Pumpkins. I was like, yeah, I don't have great memories of the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I got thrown out, rumor. I got thrown out for nothing. Fuck those pumpkins. <laughs> but uh, but we, my mom and I went and picked him up, and he was trashed. And I found out later he had done gummies too. So yeah. he was a mess. It was so funny. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't go. He's like, yeah, I just danced around with hippies all day. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? Because I know a lot of people that still go to that event, but it was like. The hippie guys in high school, you yeah. know, that you know, smoked weed all day and whatever. Right. I was like, yeah, dad, that's not really my scene. I, I like <laughs> running water and working toilets. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't like and to clean be toilets. uncomfortable. Clean toilets, yeah. <laughs> in a bidet. Don't know if you know about you, me. You're married to I'm, the Willie Mays of bidets. That's oh, right. He's trying to sell. Who's he trying to sell today with the bidet? Oh, Mike. He's trying to get them onto bidets. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to buy you one. We got offered uh, gummies today. We went to a cigar bar oh, earlier. Yeah. The guy's like, yeah, I got uh, THC right here and some gummies Dude, over there. it's fucking noon on a Saturday. Yeah, what like, the what fuck? What is this guy talking about? Nice he, guy. He, yeah, he's, he's a little too over Trying there. to upsell yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, so you I can want... buy them. They have the CBD stores, and they're like, well, these have THC. I'm like, are those yeah. okay to buy? And they're like, yeah. We just ahead. wanted to smoke a, a cigar, cigar in a, a lounge, and the guy's like trying to upsell us. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where's know, there a cigar bar around here? It's in West Chase. I, you know what? I went to a coffee shop in West Chase. West Chase is so nice. Yeah. I don't know why we don't go down there more often. Like it's got. I used to live there. That's why. They I know. <laughs> I know. Have you been to Blind Tiger? 
I am all about this yeah. coffee shop now. I, it is I know, so freaking cute. I know where it is, cute. yeah, because Starbucks used to be there. Which, yes, I don't go to Starbucks. Starbucks was. So. Yeah, no, it's fancy coffee. Nah. She looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, do you have any uh, sugar-free vanilla? And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, can I have an iced coffee? And she goes, do you want a latte or do you want cold brew? I'm like, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> I want a coffee. I think a latte is espresso, isn't it? A latte brew. is yeah. mixed with milk. Now you're dumb in two languages. <laughs> But I know I, I don't think you're wrong. It's role models, right? Yeah, I think yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I bought a shirt. I liked it so much. <laughs> I, you I'm buy surprised merch. it lasted. I buy merch it. everywhere. It's not <laughs> saying much. Oh yes, so, so Matt knows. Do. Everywhere we go, I buy merch. Yeah, any brewery merch, you got it. Yep, yep. that's true. Way to do it. So. Cool. Well, I'm glad we got that out with uh, your dad in the background of him and your parents being cool. My parents are super cool. And again, yeah, jug- I, I, we wouldn't have got the juggling convention out there if it... Yay, yeah. so glad Which that's I gotta, out there. I got to look that up. What I, I, I before up. a show, if you have anything interesting about you, the fact that you didn't lead with yeah, juggling the juggling convention and, unicycle. and that I could juggle on a unicycle, that's pretty interesting shit. I, mean, I need to know that. I mean, it's not <laughs> something I brag about. I mean... It's been like okay. 25 years. Still. But yeah, I mean. Yep, your next birthday, we're getting you a unicycle. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get a pineapple bike. Have you. Okay. <laughs> I was in Target and somebody returned this bike and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's covered in pineapples. It has a little pineapple basket and a pineapple. <laughs> I came home and I was like, Andy, I need a pineapple bike. He goes, What the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, You don't ride bikes. I'm like, But. But I could. But, but, He's but, like, ride but, Emily's. She doesn't ride it anymore. I'm like, but it's got a pineapple <laughs> cup holder. He's like, shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm like, it's the cutest yeah. thing ever. Oh, boy. Appreciate you coming on. Yes. Thanks for this having me. It's been fun. It's been a good one. I, we can really tell you're an introvert, so. Yeah, yeah totally. Appreciate you really, uh, Glad you came out of your shell for the show. <sighs> you know, it was hard. <laughs> Super hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Here he is. I feel like this whole fucking podcast is about me. It, it is. really is. <laughs> Apparently, you're my whole life. That in real estate about- well, no, isn't we, that fun. Hey, we also, figu- <laughs> we also so figured stupid. out that you guys' uh, relationship timeline is Tom Brady's uh, playing career. So, so could you tell him about how he said, She fish. said, lawyer up, bitch. No, I haven't <laughs> talked about how he killed all the fish. Tell him about the fish. We killed the whole fucking offensive line. Oh, my God. We did. <laughs> We, we did not do well with fish. We, do I need to tell this story now? Because he um, interrupted. No, because I'm going to cut that out. Okay, cut it out. Uh, but I will. What, what is the fish? The fish story? Where does we, that fall into place? Because we're idiots. We, was we're that an up a here thing? No, it was in um, West Palm. It was one of our, um, oh, Nala, hi. Um, <laughs> it, we lived in an apartment in West Palm Beach, and we decided we're going to get fish. We already had a cat. I don't know why we decided we needed fish, but we went and we bought a big ass aquarium and we went to the store and they said, we're going to buy that. We said, we're gonna, we need this fish. And she goes, well, you can't just have one fish. You have to buy them in groups of at least three. So we bought 12 because that makes sense. And we named them all of the whatever he just said, the Patriots defensive line. <laughs> and uh, so they all had different because oh, no. our cat's name was Brady. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he, he was beautiful. He was a beautiful cat. And um, he, we named them all the whatever they were, and they just started dying one by one by one. And we finally we had one left that we had survive. It made a move with us when we moved out of one apartment to the next, and it was still going strong. And then Hurricane Wilma came, and we didn't have power for a week, and our last fish died, and we said we're never doing fi- fucking fish again. That's it for fish. 